reply, he stepped backward, allowing the door to shut itself behind him. Susan recalled something Detective Jake Carson had said after he had abruptly and wholly unexpectedly asked her for a date in the middle of a conversation about her father's murder. Nothing said or done in a police station is private anymore. She felt certain she and Lawrence were being watched, if not through one-way walls, then with a camera, and everything they said to each other would be recorded and considered. Susan knew she ought to rise from her chair and embrace the President of United States Robots, but she made no move to do so. She felt drained and cold. Lawrence took the bottom thermocup from a stack and filled it from the coffee spout. With his other arm, he dragged a folding chair in front of Susan's, shook it open, then sat and transferred his drink to both hands. So how is Dr. Susan Calvin? Under the circumstances, not great. Lawrence nodded. I share your pain. Most of it. Susan sighed and pulled her chair around to face Lawrence squarely. I hope you have room for a full-time robotherapist on your staff, because I just annihilated my residency. Lawrence's lips twitched into a frown. But you've come so far, worked so hard, why would you do that? Susan did not want to discuss the details with a precinct of police officers. Maybe, deep down, I prefer to be a full-time robotherapist. She was kidding, but if Lawrence realized it, he did not show it. Lawrence's features remained sober, his coffee clutched in his lap. That would suit me, but I still think you're being unfair to yourself with that label. You have more than enough credentials for a psychologist, and you are a psychiatrist. But not a robo-psychiatrist, Susan found herself adding without intention. Not yet. Lawrence seized on the last two words. When then? Susan could no longer pretend it was all a joke. Lawrence obviously wanted her on staff, though whether because he felt responsible for her parents' deaths or because he really believed USR would benefit from a robo-psychologist, she did not know. No such degree existed, of course, but she knew she could not just laugh off an answer, so she considered the question and answered appropriately, when I've earned my Ph.D. in robotics. Leaving his coffee between his knees, Lawrence threw up his hands. So maybe a year's worth of classes and a thesis. Susan mulled his words. Her M.D. counted for more than a master's, and the two years of residency fully prepared her for psychiatry or psychology. She held a bachelor's degree from Columbia University, double majoring in math and physics. Additionally, she had taken multiple postgraduate-level classes when the standard ones had proven so easy she had spent more time tutoring than learning. That's about right. She smiled. I hear Columbia has a decent robotics program. Her father and Lawrence had met while attending that program and became friends and roommates before starting USR. The best. Lawrence smiled and reclaimed his coffee, taking a sip. And I'm paying. I can't let you. I'm paying, Lawrence said with finality. 
I created the position, I want you in it, and I'm going to make it happen. Susan stopped arguing. Unemployed and out of living relatives, she really could not afford to argue. It's done all the time in business, Lawrence pointed out. All you have to do is apply, get accepted, ace all your classes, and write a killer thesis. Susan almost managed to smile. Easy peasy. Though said facetiously, it was not far from the truth. She had taken top grades in medical school, besting most of the finest minds of her generation. That had earned her a place in the National Honor Society, AOA as well as her school's own. Lawrence took several more sips of coffee while Susan considered her future. Always before she had pictured a thriving, hospital-based practice that included FaceTime with patients as well as research and teaching.